Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Santaya here with me. She got her business going on. We talked to her about her hair business. So she got mm -hmm. it going on. She ain't dead wrong. What's mm -hmm. good with you? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing okay. Yes, yes, yes. Doing good. She tells me she's not been to Atlanta ever. But on her list yeah, to come down I'm here. going. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Let me tell, well, tell me, what have you heard about Atlanta? What have you heard about our great um, city? I heard here? that the strip clubs are good. A lot of things stay open late. In DC, a lot of things don't stay open late on my side of town. So most of the stuff is like uptown that stay open really late. But I heard that everything is open late. And y'all have like Waffle House. We don't really have nothing that's open like that um, down here. Waffle. Well, now, I don't eat that stuff. I'm, I'm, Why? Because it's too greasy. <laughs> It's too. I don't know. It's too. Greasy. I went to Waffle House like once when I was in Tennessee. I went to school in Tennessee. Mm. Where were I you? was out there for like a weekend. <laughs> where where were, you, were you in Memphis, Nashville? Not um, it's Nashville, but it's like borderline Kentucky. Clarksville, maybe. Clarksville, that's what it is. Yeah, that's where Austin P is. Yeah, mm. uh, and yeah. they got military base up there. I, I know all about Clarksville. Yeah, it was slow out there, so. Very slow. Mm-hmm. It's still nothing but a small town. All you're doing is tearing yeah. down, uh, making fields be housed, subdivisions. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I went there, it was not really a culture shock, but I have never seen so much just, like, open land like that. Yes. Clarksville is a little small town on two rivers that they just knocked down fields and made subdivisions. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. I can tell. It's just literally a bunch of nothing. <laughs> yes, bunch of people who lived up on cheap land and too many people until it's a little small town. That's why I go to Clarksville. You got to go to a, any restaurants and be an hour to eat. Mm -hmm. they, they got one of everything. One. Yeah, so, I can tell. <laughs> so, literally yes. one Walmart, one restaurant, one gas station. It was literally nothing. And the mall is, is crappy too. Mm -hmm. It's so like peaceful and serene. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hear no ambulance, no police, or nothing like that. Yes. I didn't even hear crickets. That's it. No doubt. 
Well, tell me this. You know, you, you, you're in your 20s. You're, you're mm-hmm. a mom, entrepreneur. How's that mm-hmm. work being a single mom, an entrepreneur, doing your thing, build, building your brand as you've built, built out here on, on the IG tip, TikToks, and YouTube? Mm-hmm. Well, I try to stay consistent. It's hard to try to, like, kind of jungle everything because when I'm trying to make TikToks, I'm making TikToks at 2 and 3 and 4 in the morning when he's sleeping and it's quiet. Like, now he's eating, so it's quiet, you know? That's why it was a good time. But I kind of, my thing is, like, timing. I feel so, that. Even with doing hair and stuff, you know, you kind of got to try to line everything up. So, yeah. It gets busy and I be up, you know, and I be up late doing stuff, but it'll pay off eventually. I'm up late editing when I'm sitting somewhere not doing nothing. I'll be editing videos and, and stuff like that. So I just have to just try to, you know, I just be up late doing stuff. That's what it is. No doubt. Well, tell me, what got you in, in, into doing hair? Or was it from a ch- your mother did it? It was a childhood, somebody, your family. What got you into wanting to be around the hair business? Because I know my father was a football mm-hmm. coach and a barber. So and you got into radio. Yes. Of all so things, my- right? <laughs> yeah. My mom, um, my mother does hair, my sister does hair, and we all teach each other to do hair. It's a lot of girls in my family. So, you know, it's just like you do my hair, I'll do yours, you do hers, she do hers and kind of things. So everybody do each other hair, but wigs and stuff like that, that's really not new because my family is full of like braiders. They do the box braids, the cornrows and the designs and the zigzags and everything like that. But um, wigs is kind of new because that's just a, a recent thing that's been going on. But I learned about wigs and stuff from YouTube and then when I got to a certain age and my mother had taught me um, a lot that I need to know about doing hair she was just like I'm not doing your hair no more you can do your own hair now and I'm like what so when I started to do my own hair I just learned how to do things from YouTube and I had um locks for a while and I just recently took out my locks and got back into wigs because it's good for it's good for my own promo it's like you know what i'm saying people see me wearing it and they catch me out and it's like hey who did your hair and it's like i did my hair you know and and it's just like works like that i'm gonna tell you that i am i didn't know that was even a wig <laughs> seriously i had no you idea you thought my hair was this color yes i did i thought that was a wig no lie i'm being dead ass <laughs> that's okay that's a good thing though but yeah this is definitely a wig yeah like i'm i look i'm ignorant to this stuff like Mm-hmm. I can't tell women got on a wig or real hair. I can't tell. <laughs> you know, some guys have preferences though, and they like, you know, I like girls that's natural. I don't like weaves and stuff like that. It's like I'm a new person, like every three days. See, I care. See, I'm a, I'm a little older, so I'm like, look, mm-hmm. cute face and a nice waist. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's an older. So face. I don't, I, I don't get into the hair or some guys being the fingernails. I mean, I don't care. I want mm-hmm. you to have what I like. I like curves and I like a cute face. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what thing. I don't care about the color of the toes. I don't care about that mess. You know, the details. Yeah, the details. Yeah, like I know what I like and I, I like to be around. So I like, look, you ain't mm-hmm. got at least the minimum of that. We can't even, even begin to get started. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's like the minimum requirements. Yeah. Yeah, so I see. I have no idea, but you know, so wig making, you know, make a choice in the wig. Mm-hmm. What is that process like? Do you like go and like, get a mannequin and you kind of mess with it? How's it all work? Explain it to the tools. Well, it's really, really, it's like a couple ways that you can do it. And, you know, when you're moving at a, a larger pace, it can get kind of busy. So hand making a wig can take like, usually it'll take me like three or four hours, including the sewing and the customizing it and everything like that. It could take up to like four hours, which is a super long time. 
when it takes two hours for the install. So if I were to make and install my wig in the same day and um, and style it and pictures and all that kind of stuff, it could take me like six, seven hours to do that. So I try to break it up, but the wig making process usually is done now by, I have hair vendors in China and they FaceTime me or I talk to them through WhatsApp and they'll say, hey, you know, we're making this wig. We want to use three bundles, we want to use four so I can actually be a part of the process of how my units are made. You know what I'm saying? So now that I um, have been moving on a bigger scale, I have a hair vendor make the wigs for me. So when they come to me, I just put a magic touch on them and make them look, you know, from a two to a 10, I bring it to life, you know, so that most of my time is not spent into hand stitching. When you do make handmade wigs, it's a lot of love in every stitch, but it's just really time consuming. And so folks can come to your, your well Instagram and get them from you directly. Is that how you work? And you mail it out to them. So how can people get your wigs that you're making? Well, I consider um, working through a website. I did operate through a website for like maybe a month. And um, it was like Wix or something. And I just um, operate through my phone and go and ship out orders. And that was okay. But this was during the time of the pandemic where a lot of credit card fraud stuff was going on. And I just didn't want to be, yeah, I didn't want to be a part of that with my business being online and operating. And I'm, a lot of my clients are in my area because they want to be serviced too. So the website didn't work. But another reason too why I don't like to operate through a website right now for my business is because I feel like when I'm direct messaging people, I usually text or DM my clients, but I feel like if I'm DMing and texting you, it's a little bit more personal so that people can feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Because if I would hate to feel like I'm booking a hair appointment through a robot, that's how I feel when I book through a website. So I really rather talk to my clients so they can be in detail on what they want. They say, well, I don't want the red to be here. I want it to start right here. You know what I'm saying? You can't really do that when you book through a website. So I feel like we get, um, we build kind of a connection and a trust within our business relationship like that. Same on the radio side. I try to do mm -hmm. it via text. I'm sorry to give everybody my number. So look, this is my phone number hit me up and we can figure out times dates or email because my email everybody know my email does delayed so everybody knows yeah. i get so much emails every day like okay I, i'll you know so i couldn't get to you real quick you yeah. so i get so many a day right so but I yeah i understand make it happen so yeah like you say like for me like i talk you can y'all can text me or FaceTime me or whatever the case may be, we can figure out the segment. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on that mm -hmm. because a personal touch makes people feel loved, like you really care. It's not, not just a, a transaction. No, it is, but it's not just a yeah. transaction per mm -hmm. se. And so for you, um, having like so my dad's a barber. So how was how was like getting to in the salons, you know, servicing people, going to people, having them come to you? How fun is that for you? That interaction with, with your customer and getting there, make them leave with a with happy thoughts to hey she made my hair made me look good and go out to my mm -hmm. day go to my event and you know go go see, see my boo thing on my jody whatever the case may be <laughs> i think we made somebody feel good like that well i would say like um a big part of that for me is really like talking to my clients it's a lot of my clients that i have a professional relationship with because we do business together but at the same time it's almost like we're friends like how guys are in the barbershop and you kind of get to talk you get to vent a little bit you know what i'm saying Aside from them leaving with a good hairstyle and they happy and feeling more confident, they feel pretty, but they also feel like, oh, I just needed to talk. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my clients will just be about to get their hair done for their birthday and they makeup artist can. So they kind of get the vent a little bit when they come talk to me. You know what I'm saying? So I talk to a lot of my clients on a personal level. So they will almost feel like they know me, you know? No doubt. And so I'm going to ask you, um, 
how do you see yourself expanding over the next year? Because I know with the pandemic, going digital made it like, you know, even a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Look here, we, we're on Zoom. I know what Zoom was to last year. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what a Zoom even was. I know no clue. Mm-hmm. So look at that. We're doing this on video now, inter- interviews now via video for you. Mm-hmm. This is expanding your brand views on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, to even expand your brand, get more clients, you know, connect with more people overseas to do, get more hair coming in. So tell me about your plans for the future now. So my plans for the future, um, I do want to continue to do TikTok. I've been on TikTok really consistently for probably like two months and I have 20,000 followers on there. And that's ridiculous. That's more than I even have on Instagram. That's a lot to gain in such a little bit of time. So I'm just going to be consistent with TikTok and um, I'll do um, a lot of different things. So I've been really focusing on how to get more than one type of income, you know what I'm saying, by doing the things that I like. So um, I do YouTube, so that would be like a form of income, but it's really all like, I just want to kind of grow in all of my medias. You know, um, my goal is to be like a, and like some type of influencers, like who people I look up to and like, as far as like on their pages and their Instagrams and how they, you know, how they move and how they post and, and stuff like that. It's like Ari, you know, Ari, Jada, stuff like that. So I want to work with more brands. I have, um, I just recently made a business email and I have brands reaching out that want to do um, collaborations and promos and stuff like that. I've been, looking into being like brand ambassadors to helping other people grow their brands with the following that I grew, you know, stuff like that. But um, I do want to move eventually. I don't know within the next year because I'm still kind of like getting out there, but I would want to move to um, Atlanta. Like a lot of people do, a lot of DC people move to Atlanta, but it's on my to-do list. I think it's more opportunities um, for like hair and growth than me. Especially I could do so much networking. And you know, me being here, I know I know people who I can put, who can help you. I mean, me being mm-hmm. here, so mm-hmm. you got you have a friend in me already coming to Atlanta. I, <laughs> I'll make sure you're good. I know people around here. You know, I do sports as you know, but I got my ear in the streets too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been just looking at a bunch of different ways to kind of like um, relate to more people. You know. No doubt. Well, well, let me ask you this. So tell me about the DC lifestyle. You know. I come into town to a Wizards game and I'm out. So mm-hmm. I don't be in there very long to enjoy D.C. Tell us about yeah. D.C. For us Atlanta people who don't know about D.C., tell us about D.C. up there. Well, it is it is what you make it. You know, it's a, and it's not a small city, but it's kind of like a lot of people know, you know, people know people. So it's like split into four quadrant so it's i mean and within like 45 minutes you can be anywhere you know what i'm saying where i live at is southeast but i can be up by the white house in 45 minutes probably not even that but dc is not that big a lot of people know each other i grew up in maryland but i went to high school in dc for 19th well for 10th 11th and 12th grade and um so it's I think that a lot of people just kind of think it's like, oh, it's just the White House and probably Georgetown and Howard and whatever. But it's not really like that. It gets a little unchy over the side. I, I, I know. So you're like in the eighth ward or seventh ward? Seventh ward, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of know about the little war system myself. So I kind of know about a little something about it. I'm typically, I can see it down by the Capitol One Arena, or mm-hmm. I go to Georgetown or Rock Creek Park. Or mm-hmm. go over the go over the, the line to where we're Bethesda, like Alexandria Maryland. and Tyson's Corner and stuff like that. Yeah, I go to over to Fairfax too. 
So, because my my man coached George Mason across the water in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know a little bit about it, but I don't get to really enjoy it because I said we at the hotel. I'm in and I'm out, but you know, yeah, you got a lot of um, you got a lot of nice places in DC, but those are like Northwest DC where they have like a lot of tourists come. A lot of our hotels are down there and stuff like that. That's where everything nice is. Well, I ain't gonna say everything nice, but a lot of the nice things are kind of like on one side of town. Yeah, I had to go to uh, Landover to cover the, the what's the team called now. I can't say the old name. The Washington. To the casino? Nah, uh, to the f- Oh, they f- changed the name. Washington f- football, the football team. yeah. I've been to Landover before to cover mm-hmm. the Redskins. <laughs> Whatever. That's, the, that's how I know them as, the Redskins. Okay. Yeah, Landover, Landover's in Maryland. It's like borderline D.C. It's like 10 minutes or something. Yeah, Silver Spring and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. I mean, I get, I, I gotta come up there and enjoy DC. I have some time to myself, you know. But yeah, yeah, you can do. Uh, when I when I go out of town, I like to see the nice part of town, but I also want to see like the rough side of town too. Not rough, but you know, I just kind of want to see to compare. Um, I went to LA this year for a couple days for the first time, and um. It was like almost in the same setting. I could see like the the mansions and houses and the hills. And then in the same view, I can look down and see all of these tents. It was just like everything in one, you know? Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, look, we look forward to having you back on the show. If you want to come to promote some, let me know. And then, of, of course, course. You come to Atlanta, let me know. And mm-hmm. I will make sure you have a good time while you're here and get some people in contact with you to help you out as well. So good to have you on the show. It. Look forward to doing this again with you real soon. And go enjoy your son when he comes in. Father issues. I know when you have on time, then we got a kid, man. I know how it is. Uh-huh. So thank you again for your time. Let's do it again real soon. You, you be safe now, okay? All right. Thank you. I'm out. See Hi, peace. Big easy now. Yeah, all right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.